from HerbMentor.com. This is HerbMentor Radio. You're listening to Herb Mentor Radio on HerbMentor.com. I'm John Gallagher. My guest today is Linda Runyon. Linda is an expert in wild foods and has been teaching since the 70s. Though she has a long, uh, lifelong love of nature, she's really, really, really learned her stuff when she spent 13 years with her family homesteading in rural New York State without indoor plumbing, electricity, or running water. Not even an internet connection. <laughs> uh, she, has tur- <laughs> she has turned her amazing life story into many publications, namely her wild foods uh, field guide called the Essential Wild Food Survival Guide and a brand new DVD called Linda Runyon's Master Class on Wild Food Survival. Uh, she is also the creative Essential Wild Food Survival Guide and a brand new DVD called Linda Runyon's Master Class on Wild Food Survival. Uh, she is also the creator of the Wild Cards, which is a deck of edible plant playing cards that many LearningHerbs.com folks have come to love over the years. Um, and But you can find all of Linda's wonderful, uh, unique learning tools um, on at her website at of, of, that's ofthefield.com, O-F-T-H-E-F-I-E-L-D, ofthefield.com. She also has an amazing free PDF newsletter that you can get in your inbox every month or so that's just wonderful, packed with recipes and, and information and all kinds of great stuff. It's one of the best I've seen. So go to ofthefield.com after we're done with this interview. <laughs> so, whoa, Linda, that's a that's a lot there, but uh, welcome back to Herb Mentor Radio. Hi, John. Gee, it's so good to be doing this with you. Yeah. I you haven't know, heard your voice in a long time. I know. It's <laughs> great. to get two Jersey people back to you know. Uh, but we've been, uh, you know, <laughs> but you're actually left. the uh, first First person I've had return here. It's not, you know, not because I'm inter- not interested in the previous guests. It's just that there's so many amazing people to talk to. But I oh, I can imagine. Well, yeah, I, I got your DVD in the mail, and I was I immediately called you to come back because I just want you know listeners to experience this. It's so awesome. How do you how do you like it? Match the field guide. My son just does phenomenal work there. Yeah, Eric. You know, uh, he's he's just a, a you know what a wonderful son. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I couldn't have done it. Any of this, I actually was going to retire, and uh, uh-huh. um, he, yeah, he stepped in because I put a farm up for sale, and of course it was up for sale for a year or more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he stepped in, and oh my gosh, I mean, he filmed me at Christmas time last year, mm-hmm. uh, not this year, this last year, but the year before. And um, actually, he's a, a an extra in movies, and he had just done um, Denzel Washington's. Um, um, movie at that time and asked mm. me to come down and see him, took me up there, so I'm ten times as an extra in it. It was thrilling. Wow. And then decided to film Mother on the spot. He has all equipment with him, 52 hours, and of those 52 hours, he edited completely himself. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, after doing the great debate <laughs> with him, I really thought that that was it for Eric, but no, he stepped in and just it's just amazing. He's doing all the all my work for me. So wow. I couldn't do it without it. I am just the down to earth picking and cheering and, and sometimes getting a good idea person. And that's it. Well I'm just uh, delighted to have um you know, to have you 
you know, various DVDs and books and have all your wisdom in there from your life. And so it's wonderful that this worked out, you know. So as I was watching that, I love it because it's in this format of you sitting in the chair. like, we're, <laughs> yeah. like It's like we're in the living room with you. you well, know? And, you're, for, and you're chatting yeah. with us. It's like we're taking uh, our class, you know. Well, I'm getting elderly. And this, this I mean, seriously, you know, uh, personal leg problems and stuff from running a farm. So it, it was probably the smartest thing he could have done was to do that because that kind of information ad lib, as far as I'm concerned, John, that's why I'm so happy you're doing this today mm -hmm. because sometimes things come out that weren't out and are not in print. Mm -hmm. I thought I had everything in print until he did the DVD. And you know what? He did a transcript and glossary book mm -hmm. that's inside the DVD, mm -hmm. and you can follow word for word, and you know when I'm reading it, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. My English is bad, and you know I'm still in the woods in a lot of ways. <laughs> no, no I am. I, it like, was, oh, it's, it's great to refer back to this because it, I can watch the bit on like Lamb's Quarter, and then I can go back and read. Um, oh yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's it's really handy. So someone could just quickly go back and and um, you know and refer. Well, you can do a, you could do a whole show or a whole DVD just on one plant. You know that. Yeah. Because you're oh, the expert. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, and we all know that we can do that. But my thing really has been survival, mm -hmm. in, in all seriousness, because, I mean, we live with not a dime. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, uh, we're all struggling in this time and whatever. So where you have four or five vegetables maybe a month, you have probably close to $100 worth of canned goods that mm -hmm. you're using in your family. Right. You could step out your door, mm -hmm. you know, literally. I mean, this is how I present it. And, and, and really use those things to totally, you know, change your life. I mean, not only nutritionally, but they're going to change it, you know, in your pocketbook. And so I look at it as survival. Well, and, and, and not should, just nutrition. And know? I should mention, too, that, you know, though you have the DVD, it really is uh, most powerful in the companion to the book, field guide book. Now, now a lot of people might already have this on their shelves as from crabgrass muffins to pine needle tea. And oh, no, was, we redid the book. And then we yeah, redid, you redid a new cover, new title. Eric so, did a whole, yeah, he, so, re, he, he added over 100 pages or more. Oh, he and, did, and, and he added, okay. You know, so, it, it dug out the recipes out of my brain, and we got more recipes and everything in this one. So, so there's more in there. And even if you like, oh, I don't want, I got another, so, I already uh, own pine needle those tea. Those that have both books there's have an e -book down. they were glad they yeah, there's an ebook download one, too. So, Linda, today I wanted to do something a little different than other episodes of Herb Mentor Radio. And rather than sit here, you know, ask you a lot of questions about things, because, uh, you know, we did an, another wonderful interview that the listeners can go and, and, um, over uh, in the Herb Mentor Radio section on HerbMentor.com, and they can get the another interview with you where we did a great introduction and heard your story and everything. Um, so mm -hmm. please go. They, so I encourage folks to go listen to that. And, I'm, and on the on, on the page where this is being hosted on Herb Mentor, I'm going to link over to there. So look at the link below there, and you can go over there and listen to that too. Throw that on your iPod too on your way to work and listen to. <laughs> um, so, but what I want to do is actually take an herb walk with you. Oh, good. So, like, we're going to go in your, your virtual of the, of, the, of the DVD as well so they can get an idea of, uh, of what it's about. And so uh, sampling of the, of, the, of the DVD as well so they can get an idea of, uh, of what it's about. And so, um, so we're going to uh, – I figured what's, what, what, what's great about this little weed walk that we're doing is we can actually – we can go through – we can, we can learn other plants too. So yep. we can, we're going we're gonna to go to some desert ecosystems as well. 
So, um, you know, the first plant, and we studied it last month on HerbMentor.com, is uh, lamb's quarter. So uh, what, what about mm-hmm. lamb's quarter? Well, uh, I'm in the, in the northeast, of course, mm-hmm. and I eat every square inch of that plant. And what I do is farm it like it was an acre of land. Uh, one lamb's quarter plant, let it grow to fruition. And what I do is, as it's growing, I pick the larger extensions, the larger, a half a cup of leaves, whatever, and eat it. But I let it go until it gets quite big and bushy. And when it starts throwing its seeds on the top, I clip it off with my fingernail and that pack of seeds, I add hot water to it, put it in a thermos bottle, and overnight it turns to a green mush. And um, that green mush will put you four or five hours without wanting any food. It's absolutely incredible the amount of energy that is in that. We use that in both the east and the desert out in Phoenix where I live for 12 years. So, I mean, that plant is everything. It's spinach, it's it's stir-fry, it's salad. As you go along, farm it, and you see the leaves come in the, in the crotch of the extension of the branches, and you'll see, like, double and triple. And as you farm it, a family literally could live off of one good size, a nice fertile soil um, near farms and things like that. They get six, sometimes seven feet tall mm-hmm. down this way. Oh, but wow. on the desert, yeah, on the desert, they'd be two to three. But you'd be able to farm it, and you'd be able to get, um, you know, we're thinking survival-wise, you'd be able to get a lot out of that one plant. So why not have a whole bunch of them around your back porch somewhere, put them on safe ground, and that's that's another book coming. Well, it's already in the book, so, of how, yeah, how to transport it and put it around you. Oh, right. And it's really yeah. super high in calcium and... Oh, my gosh, it's it's an entire meal, a half a cup. In the book, we have Dr. Duke's nutritional information. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and we're linking to his green pharmacy because a lot of people want to know technology connected with it. And if you don't have the book or whatever, you can uh, link to him and get a complete chemical breakdown of all these plants. They're three to four to five times what a bean plant would be, for instance. Mm. Or, you know, I mean, as you know, they're double and triple. Right, right. So, yeah, so that's what I see is I even pulverize the leaves, John, and I make what I call lamb's quarter um, survival food. I have like maybe two cups of lamb's quarters in a glass jar, and if and when I ever needed it, I would eat that by the tablespoon. That's how much nutrition is in that. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You could be indoors eating that, and, you know, uh, we, we store a lot of the food in ways that, uh, we know will be sensible, and mostly I don't grind it. Simply, I do for show's sake, but I don't grind it. I keep it whole. I'll do like a half a gallon jug uh-huh. of packed leaves, just really dried and packed tight, and that can be ground to like uh, you know any number of meals, probably forty, fifty, sixty meals. Wow! And um, that's how I see that plant. I see it in that amount of energy. And then, it's and then all you, provable. It's mm-hmm. all provable. I mean, I can give you all the statistics on what's in it. It's in the book here. I'm looking it up here quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have it here, too, in front of me. I'm looking at yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you know, your major meal with, you know, as people say, with meat and potatoes and whatever. I mean, this one plant. And you uh, actually I, take these leaves that you collect and you grind them into a... Oh, yeah, into flour. Using have, what? Like a food processor or what? Yeah. That's what I use. 
uh, of course, in the in the woods, we used to pillowcase. My boy was four or five years old. His job at night was to take the pillowcase, the dried leaves, whatever it was, red clover, uh, you name it, dandelion, whatever it was that I knew was bone dry. Mm. You know, I'd sit around the edges of the campfire. Well, we have all the technology in our apartments and houses. For goodness sakes, we can do it so easily. So in a pillowcase, was he like just like mashing, yeah. mashing, mashing, yeah. mashing he, until he, he pulverizes yeah. the leaves? take his little hands and squeeze and squeeze that and and he knew that that went into the pancakes around we called them green we called them green pancakes <laughs> and we'd have them around the uh, fireplace all the time because that was his energy he'd run by and grab a couple of those and they'd have a little burnt not burnt but like um brownish um tinge to them from being fried on rocks you know and he'd eat them and by gosh i'll tell you what uh, that gave him all the energy he needed. Still, eat, well, you know, you know he's oh, yeah. great. Oh, oh. He's in movies now and video production for you, but he's, is he still out there doing it? Both of them. All. Uh, my my son, Todd, probably, uh, he's a fashion designer up in Syracuse U and um, up in New York State, and he fixes the most beautiful wild salad. Your eyes, they should be printed and put on the cover of Herbal Magazines. Mm. They're absolutely gorgeous, how he fixes them and everything, you know. Wow. Yeah. They have wild salads just about every night of the week. Oh, wow. So you raise I can't wait to go visit because <laughs> it's, it's gourmet. You know, my, my thing is just share it off and eat it. And right. I put some <laughs> oil in it. And you know how I do. He turned your your survival uh, <laughs> right. aspect into but the But you gourmet. go up to his place and it's like, it's like, well, we have some recipes like that in our, in our material. But right. Todd did some and. Uh, for us, you know, like lamb's quarters, calzones, and things like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, lamb's yeah. Quarters. I yeah. mean, you, you, you can grind any of these plants, these wild food plants that are right free under your feet. You can grind them to flour. Now, remember that they are medicinal, a lot of them, so mm -hmm. you don't want to be eating tons of, um, like, plantain flour or whatever. Even clover flour, you only want, like, a quarter cup to, like, three cups of regular like your, you know, and the recipe should tell you all that, because it's so pungent, it's so good for you that you don't, you know, you don't want to overload your system. Do you find that you eat less when you're eating the wild foods? Then, like, absolutely, you know, okay, because you're getting. I, full. I would never in a better shape. I mean, I, oh, the shape I was in, John, was just. I mean, I, of course, I remember all those wonderful years as an older person that does like pasta once in a while. <laughs> but we, we did grind all this stuff and make pasta out of it. I mean, the book shows you how to do all that. Mm -hmm. You can do all, you can take it right to the limit. Mm -hmm. You you could completely and absolutely how to do all that. That's right. I know. And yep. people completely and absolutely eat totally free for the rest of your life. Bad. Um, yep. So we were just talking about red clover, um, and so maybe that's the next plant on our on our wall. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, um, aside from shearing it out the, out there with a pair of scissors, and I'll go into that later. But um, I just every time I see a red clover patch, I see a lot of protein, and I see a lot of the various different nutrients that the bunnies love so. And um, in my mind, 15, 20 leaves equal like a piece of Velveeta cheese. Now, I, I throw that out because it was a figure. <laughs> in what it way? Was a, it was <laughs> in one of the earlier, I mean, of course, I used all those books years ago, you know, back in the 70s. Right. But they proved all that stuff back then. They made clover cookies in the in the war. Did you know that? And no. they, they up in Albany, New York, they would bring uh, 100 pounds of clover flour 
and bake. I don't know what facility they used, but I was told over and over, oh, we used to eat clover. It was clover flour where they actually dried it, ground it, and gave it to the uh, troops. Is this like in 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 Europe, when they're in Europe? Yeah. Well, look at George Washington back to the Baltimore days, you know. I mean, he's... 50,000 men grinding the pine and the balsam needles. Oh, yeah. And that that told me, go ahead and try it, right? right. Oh, boy, are they strong and good. Yeah, really, that many people hanging out at Valley Forge. Well, that was, yeah, winter, that was the winter really. time, too, and how the well, heck did they do that? To me, to me, why in the world do we spend so much time convincing people? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get into that, but, yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I know, because you're not having to convince. If, if someone's it's listening our total to this, they're already convinced. You know, <laughs> we are the missing link. <laughs> we're we're we, preaching to the choir. We're missing, yeah, if we're not. So that's how I feel. So red, red clover also really nutritious, too? Yes, yes, it is. It is, well, I'm looking it up while I'm talking. It is, um, now, now, you do have a slight amount of coumadin in the white clover. So I tell you this in all the stuff. Uh, if you're going to go excessive and make flour and things like this, um, you're better off with red clover. It's far more um, uh, good for you than the white mm. clover, although you can eat the white clover. Mm. There is a difference oh, with the little white know. flowers. Th- those little white flowers on white clover, John, will keep moths away. So that's why I stay away from them. Um, when you dry them, they have enough coumadin in them to give them a smell to keep moths away. Oh, because I always get yeah. that question when I'm doing plant walls. Like, what about the white yeah. clover right next to it? And I go, well, as far as I know, don't eat it, but I never yeah, knew why. Yeah, well, so. you can, but, you know, you got to remember it sends your blood if you eat it in excess, like we do. So oh, much. excellent point. And you're mostly so, going. You're mostly picking and drying the the flower heads with a couple of leaves, right? right? Yeah. Well, we teach we teach children to yeah. take those and, and and treat them like candy. You they pick the little ne- nectar scent sections out of them. Mm-hmm. A uh, child will really turn on to wild food by the red clover tops, and that is something that um, a two or three year old enjoys picking the little nectar sections out and mm-hmm. eating it singly. That's why I put them in my coloring book. Because oh. you could, you could teach you could link a child real quick with the clover heads and dandelion flowers because you can twist and pull the green away so they have no herby taste at all. What they have is yellow fluff that you could eat a quart of. Well, I love that I mean, information. It's literally good for you. So you everybody know? remember that about like what you can share with kids because my intention here is to try to get people to learn this stuff and take other groups out, you know, to yeah. spread the word. I'm just a little dandelion seed here, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> just 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 sort of like it appalls people that they can eat that fuck and not have a, you know. I mean, if they don't like her- herb taste, you know. Right. But you know, we made everything from Jello to to whatever out of these things. Um, uh, the dandelion especially makes the fl- uh, fluff the yellow parts of the dandelion flower make beautiful popsicles for kids. So now we're on to dandelion, so let's talk oh, about Oh, how do we get on there? Oh, we're well, just moving along, cause, we because do... we just looked next to this wonderful red clover This patch, is how I did we, a walk, and we too, saw, and, and we saw crazy. the dandelion, and so now we're talking about dandelion, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's great. So, so the dan- you said, you just say you made dandelion. You said you wanted to walk, and we're I jumped walking. right... So now, so oh, dandelion popsicles you were just saying or something? Well, I'm going to reverse back to the clover shoots because okay. I did find it here just for fun. All the plants that 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 we do are all, there's 52 of them, are mm. all half-cup nu- nutrition uh, charts attached to it. So mm. 
so that you have like 142 milligrams in uh, clover shoots, you know, in the in the young leaves, the young, you know, clipping it with scissors. You've got a glass of milk, eight ounce glass of milk actually. Mm-hmm. You only have four milligrams of sodium, but you have 345 milligrams of potassium, and this is the one that gets you 1,166 units of beta carotene. Whoa. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not a nutritionist. Mr. Duke is, you know, but, yeah. uh, you know, he gave me the USDA figures to each one of these plants. And you will be absolutely amazed. Mm. So when you get to the dandelion, like clover is, is an eight-ounce glass of milk. But a dandelion is like many glasses of milk. Uh, it's just extremely high. Let me get that. Is it true that's it's one of the highest sources of, like, plant vitamin A, uh, dandelion leaf? Yeah, the highest source of vitamin A is curly dock. Oh. Oh, yeah. And I always had, not fights, but, you know, disagreements with, mm-hmm. unfortunately, with uh, it was hard to, to do macrobiotic groups because they were eating curly dock as a fantastic herb, but they would t- bring them out at the dinners I went to in big bowls, and people would eat a cup, two cups of it, you know, and whatever, like it was spinach. Uh-huh. No, and no, 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 because that stores in your liver. Mm-hmm. The vitamin A. And your liver can only take 5,000 units a day. Well, if you're eating 30,000 units a day, what are you doing to yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. So, That's yeah. a little too much eating that. Then the curly duck's the Rumex Crispus. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you got to go slow with that. I mean, mm-hmm. by slow, um, you know, I, I wouldn't eat the entire seeds on the top. Well, you, know, you know, when we're eating wild foods, though, I mean, really, don't you just trust our senses as we're eating? I mean, if we're feeling like, oh, I really don't feel like eating anymore, then it seems like you not wouldn't always, take too much. Not always. It's for the same reason that you don't tell, you tell somebody not to walk on the pass on a desert walk. Uh, I mean, to walk on the pass on a desert walk. Do not walk off the pass, and, and you explain why, and you uh-huh. tell them a hundred times, and they walk off the pass. They're happy. Right. They're, they're whatever off the path they go, and they get stuck by one of those cactuses, you know. Then, then the whole walk is pulling the little things out of the <laughs> person, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, I could go on and on. No, you cannot just trust your senses. I, I was a nurse, and thank God I was, because I met, went over and over in the woods with the same plant. You have to read the chapter of how I did it. And now it's a foraging rule. It's pretty easy. You, you smell it. And then if you don't like it, don't even proceed. Right, right, If you right. do like the smell, don't eat it now. Don't don't eat it. Um, I always got upset with the Native American um, telling me they always ate little pieces, and, and we'd always laugh about this because, and then spit it out. Uh, no, if you did that with something that you were miscalculating, you'd mm-hmm. be really sorry. Because um, like your hemlock, if you did that, you would wish that, you know, you were... Because uh, you would vomit, I'm sorry to say, but you and, would. And Just we're talking by, about the rules of foraging, and you have them nicely printed out. You the have them the for booklet. a reason. You gotta yeah. follow them. Yeah, like you were cold to the whole subject. So just and to make this a little clear for people, what you're saying, like, in this Rules of Foraging, by the way, they're printed in the back of the transcript book. Um, you can't get on my DVD without reading them. But right. It's locked. It's Eric a, put a lock on it. Yeah. That's right. It's great. Um, so you're saying that if you're not, this is if you're not sure about a certain plant, we're saying, then about eating a little bit. And is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm saying that you don't eat a little bit. You, you crush it and roll it 
on your fingers until you get your fingers juicy, and then you put it, rub that juice up above your gum, up above your teeth. Mm-hmm. Now, if it doesn't burn, it swell or something, um, you can proceed to the next step, and that's bring a part of that little plant, just a tiny piece, quarter-inch piece, down to the house and put it in a teacup, add boiling water over it, let it sit, let it cool down, and then sip that slow for 20 minutes. Now, I literally did this with each and every one of these 52 plants. Mm-hmm. And I did it on purpose because this way I'm adamant that people do this when they're starting out and they do not know what a dandelion is or a clover. Mm -hmm. Because in the survival way, you honestly would survive easily and not, not, you know, um, starve to death in four or five, six days by the time you learn three or four or five plants. Follow it through. Mm. Follow it through, because it's 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 almost foolproof. We know even those people with um, allergies, if they were to rub it over their gum and they got burning, itching, swelling, something, then leave it alone. Right. If they took it and rolled it and crushed it and put it on your arm, a child's arm, for instance, a little one's arm, overnight under a Band-Aid, and, and it was like um, red in the morning, then leave it alone. Mm-hmm. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and these, these um, rules... Are on everything we do. I'm I'm not alone. All of us that we teach the wild food this way, survival way, do this, and mm. uh, it it works. I've so far not had. Especially so if you're far, going into an area. On wood, huh? Well, especially if you're going into an area like, say, you've learned everything where you live, and then you go into a new area with all these new plants, and then you have these rules, and then you're you're safe. Well, this is it. We got. I mean, you don't stand in front of a train and wait for it to go by. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for, for real, there's no fear connected with wild food if you follow this. And once you've followed it, your instincts are even better, you know. Mm-hmm. But follow it at least, crush it, roll it, and put it over your teeth, or you know, uh, get get down to where you're sipping it in a tea. Right. Okay. And and then then you know that new plant agrees with your system. Hmm. Okay, that's great. That's great. Um, that's uh, excellent. Um, so, you know, speaking of dandelion, and we were talking about dandelion before. What, what do you, what do you like to tell people about dandelion? Oh, oh my gosh, where do I begin? Uh-huh. The stem is beans. Um, see, we miss certain foods when we were in there, so we looked at everything on that plant that we could figure out would mm-hmm. would um, take the place of. Mm-hmm. And all stems that were easy to cut and were succulent to fry and a little bit of garlic salt and whatever, a little bit of olive oil, this is all in the books and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's on the DVD and everything. Um, these things are um, replaced beans in my mind, totally, was was to use the stems for that. So remember that. The and stems, also the dandelion stems? Uh-huh. You mean the, the stems, that the, 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 the milky sap part? Yep. Really? Absolutely. And same thing with wild lettuces, too. The young, the young. Uh, so stem. how do you use these stems? John, we got to go on a walk. I know. I don't, I never <laughs> really, I use the stems medicinally for some things, but I never really ate them. Oh, no. They're, they're gum. Um, I mean, this is all the uses that, uh, the, 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 it'll tell you all those uses. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, the flower, of course, um, fully edible for, for kids and that breaks it down into popsicles and um, jello and things like that in the coloring book. And, and of course, your leaves are everything. I mean, they are tea, they are stir-fry, they're a vegetable with whatever you want to add to it. They are everything Europe's been using them for for years, but I took it a step further as flour, F-L-O-U-R, 
and um, knowing the calcium content was that high, mm-hmm. uh, we baked these little green cookies, we call them, out of clover, dandelion, lamb's quarters, and amaranth. Those are our, those mm. are our main flour. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew the nutrition in just a quarter-sized little cookie. Wow. That's yeah. great. So breaking, this is a whole new, this is great for everyone to hear because we don't really have It is a new world, it. but it's, you know, if you're an herbalist, it's kind of really fun to take the plant you already know her safe and 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 work them through and get them and save yourself 25 to 100 dollars a month mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not yeah. trying to put the food industry under john exactly you know that. well so, that's what we are i they're, mean i must say that some people they're, think they're going to put themselves under and <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the roots of the dandelion because i love eating the roots. oh my goodness <laughs> well you'd find me digging them out under the ice up in the snow belt where i live I mean, uh, I I just couldn't stand it not having the French fries. They make the best the Fren- fries. The French, French fries? fries? Tell us about how to yeah. make French fries. Well, the, the roots themselves. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. In, in my freezer, I've got I've got several different kinds of roots in a bag, and I take them out once in a while, and I put them in a um, frying pan and a little bit of olive oil and um, French fry them. I mean, I mean, I just keep going until they're really they break easy, you know, and everything. And you just sit there eating those roots. There's a whole uh, one of my friends, Doug Elliott, he does the whole world under the soil. It's called, you know, roots. Uh, he does all the roots um, mm-hmm. with all the same kind of info that I'm doing on the leaves and the tops mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot that Doug's name. That was great. All <laughs> He's right, a great right. guy. Right. Oh, he he sees that world under the ground as I see the upside down on top of the ground. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. So yeah. French fries, gosh, you put any breading on that or anything, or you just you could, you could. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't take it. Um, you, it, they'd be hard to shave, mm-hmm. but you could. Many times we took a pair of scissors and would cut them all up real small, because mm-hmm. in the young spring they'd be little, mm-hmm. and they would cut easy. Um, the Koreans, by the way, they use uh, a lot of roots and cut up and. Um, uh, burdock root is in all your uh, Oriental dishes, all oh, right. your Chinese food and stuff. Well, why not Vineland? Exactly. I mean, we import like thirty thousand tons a year from Vineland, just down the street from me. We we import dandelions from Vineland, New Jersey, <laughs> to all the food co-ops and all the. Um, um, you can buy dandelion in my shop, right? In my Ames, you, or Ames Acme, you can buy them. You have I know you can buy them on the on the West Coast. <laughs> wow, well, yeah, well, it, just, them in out the, there. just in the co-ops, like in the food co-ops, but not like in the like Acme well, type Well, why stores. not utilize? The, well, of course, you use the root, and the top is gone. Right. That's probably why. You know. Right. right, right. I mean, I ask a lot of whys, but I know it would be that you'd be wiping your crop out. You, know? <laughs> right. you don't want to do that. Right, 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 <laughs> but right. dead no problem. Around right, here. Right. <laughs> the ultimate nope. survivalist. I know. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, um, let's see here. We're we're uh, going along here, and, and we're coming across a swampy area, and I'm noticing some cattail. Oh, <laughs> you have another two hours on your no, show. No, you keep talking. I'm, <laughs> huh? I'm picking the big ones here. I want people to. Okay, know now what it. time of year is it? Because every time of the year. It changes your food pattern. Well, let's start okay. in spring. I'll, I'll try and be brief. Uh, 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 by cutting the roots out of an area, mm-hmm. you know, a stream or whatever, a, a lake, 
we really gave up on that. It was too much of an effort. I mean, we're down there with hand saws trying to get, and then pulping that root. I mean, if you're a big-time um, uh, wilderness survival man, maybe you get enough flour that way, but not me. That's too hard. I have to do it the easy way. Okay, tell us and, that. And, and so my, are you still there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay, my my flower would be um, from the top of the cattail at a certain stage. The first stage is the is the shoots coming out of the swamp. You eat mm-hmm. those as salad vegetables. Then let it grow, mm-hmm. and it grows up to the top that is green. Mm-hmm. And that green you um, boil like you would ear corn, yeah. and um, or and they're absolutely delicious. They're you could eat. And should not eat a couple dozen. It's too much nutrition. Men, men love to eat like a couple dozen of those. You know, <laughs> we limited them to six or seven right. because the amount of nutrition in that would make you feel like you had ten Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> you know, so we had to stop that. <laughs> and that's all provable. But it's it's real, really good food. And then the next stage, it starts to turn brown. But if you wait for it to get real brown like late in the season, uh, late in August, the flies have gotten to it. So forget it for flower then. You want to get it between the green and the uh, uh, tan brown starting to turn dark brown. Mm -hmm. So there's one or two weeks in there where I used to watch it, and I would go in and literally get enough of those tops. You bring them home, you pop them open, and they're quite, really nice and meaty inside they're not fluff yet uh-huh. it's in between yeah you could you could almost eat them and continue to boil them but for me it was always the easy time now i have flour okay and that that to me was flour and open up i used to open them up by the ton and then put them uh, in um, um cardboard boxes that we would find and and when we'd make our, um, we call them dump runs that we would make and get everything we needed for the next season. And this mm-hmm. is all in the books. And um, seriously, you could do it so easy from your apartment or house if you have a clean swamp to go. Right, to, important. Point. Which is your first thing you want to you want to test that water. You now, some, something, something I'm always a little confused about is like the roots. So if I want to make some people sometimes like they like they they talk about making a, a flower or something. Or, you know, that's or, what I'm saying. It's or, so hard, John. It, it is just, hard. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah that's all starchy it, and goopy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're doing it for fun, I guess it would be fun. There's several things like acorns, for instance. Right. But you could go down to your Korean market and buy five pounds of black acorn flour right. that's out of sight. Right. Okay? Right. So so I, I try to document this kind of thing. So make it easier on you, of course, in a... And you don't want to give up on your quest for having enough for your family of four or six, right. you know. So, yeah. Right, okay. So that is just something that you might do in a survival situation. Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 yeah, there's a lot of easier ways to get a lot of the flour. Okay. And, um, and then the center piss of the mm-hmm. cattail. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I mean, before that, though, I'm sorry, I jumped to the piss. Um, of the shoot? I'll go back to it. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, late sheet. in the season, it's it's a cucumber. It's it's like a nine foot cucumber, however, not nine feet, <laughs> six feet or whatever your swamp yeah. is. I've got them that that big, about six foot. But um, the water level was underwater. I generally will discard that, but I peel it, 
mm-hmm. and it's wonderful. You peel it. It's just incredible. It's like peeling an artichoke or something. The outside peels off, and the inside is a white pith, mm. and it's just as sweet and cute and not even as strong as a cucumber taste. Mm. It's very delicious, very sweet, and um, um, the teenagers that go on walks and stuff, they love to get that and make a lot of food quick. My son, literally, I pickled them. I, I would cut them into six or eight foot sections, and my son would eat so many pickles. Good heavens, the nutrition he was putting in. You're, you're pickling the pith of the The cat pith cat? of the cat Wow, cat. I didn't thought of that, because I love that yeah, pith part. That's every awesome. Every six inches is a pickle, you know, in your mind, you know, and taste just like it. Oh, okay, great. All right. And, uh, but the pollen on the top, this is why I shouldn't have jumped. That would be the last thing that you would do in the season. The pollen on the top, that golden pollen, will come after that begins to turn brown. Mm-hmm. You will have this golden pollen on mm-hmm. the top. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That, that's that got to be the, the, the most nutritious flower in the entire world. Mm-hmm. You don't need very much to make a pancake. Mm-hmm. Um, you should only add like to two cups of whole wheat flour, add a half a cup of pollen. Right. If you try to do it singly, just the pollen, mm-hmm. it puffs up. It'll puff up a couple inches high. It's just voluminous. It's yeah. incredible. It is. It so is. Read up on that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's fun to gather too. <laughs> oh, delicious! Oh, <laughs> and then of course you got your kapok, you know. But don't do what we did. We stuffed a couch one time that got, was in real bad shape. We picked up on the side of the road somewhere. I mean, you're talking real homesteaders, you know. We yeah, were. Yeah. And um, um, we brought it home and said, all we got to do is stuff it, right? So we waited till winter, and we stuffed it. And, you know, I sewed it all shut and everything. And <laughs> yeah. It was in next to the wood stove, not too far, maybe five, six feet from the wood stove. In the morning, every morning, I'd say to Ken, what is that? What is that? And we'd get down and look. Our cabin was real dark. And there was little piles of um, alive things. <laughs> and I, I don't want to say. <laughs> Your couch was alive. <laughs> well, it came alive. It went right out the door in the snow, too. And I wrote about it. We winched that sucker right out. Oh, good. Right out front. Yeah, yeah that stay there all winter, man, upside down. Okay. Couch bugs. <laughs> well, that's Talk the way it is. And we went back to stumps and planks for the couch part. Yeah. Mm. You know, I was... But, uh, go ahead. No, that's all right. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, you know, we're just walking I'm, along here near the swamp, and I noticed... Uh, you can tell I'm having fun. <laughs> oh, this is great. Yeah, I love these stories. Um, And we're going along, and I, you know, and I just saw where I live. Um, You know, I mentioned this because where I live, they're out in full bloom now. And, and so we're coming across uh, rose petals. Oh, my I eat them every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just eating them? Yeah. You mm-hmm. can just eat rose petals. You can eat a rose like an apple. Mm-hmm. You have to have a taste uh, for a lot of herbal things to do that. What you want to do normally is to bring home a couple of, of peaked roses that are just about to go by and take the petals off and throw them in a salad because mm-hmm. they're beautiful, they're colorful, and they're delicious. I mean, there's no... There's hardly any taste to them. Yeah. And um, that's what we did a lot of, or make popsicles or tea out of it. What do you make, popsicles? You just make a tea and then freeze it, or what? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever you would do, see, you begin to look at all this free stuff Mm -hmm. as whatever you would do normally, 
you know, in your family to, to make this or make that. So for, for tea, instead of throwing the bags in, um, you just throw the whole mint plant in. I mean, you don't pick one little leaf at a time. You right. just go ahead and, oh, it's mint, and take some. And, you know, in five minutes you have a year's supply. I mean, we we made wreaths, W-R-E-A-T-H. Yes, there's a whole chapter on that. Right. Out of all this food, because you can hang it on your wall. Mm. And then you could just get up and, and pick what you wanted to year-round off your wreath, and I would rinse it underneath the water and then throw it in to make sun tea. Oh. Or, uh, yeah. And, it, and then every year you'd have fun doing that again. Oh. Oh, we yeah, we, we actually uh, just tried sticking some rose petals and... In um in the homemade ice cream maker. Oh, that's fun! <laughs> oh yeah, we've we never made done sorbet. that before. It was really nice, and and yeah, and, good. And, and we left the petals in, of course, and and we're eating the, you know, and you know what it's like, and and, and uh, I'm I'm eating the ice cream with the rose petals in it, and I'm you getting can that, market it, I swear. I, I, yeah, I'm getting the sense texture wise, like I'm eating cherry ice cream. And yeah, then, and then and then it, then it dawns on me, like oh well cherries are in the rose family you know it is a cherry <laughs> in a way you know i mean i am kind of like it's a right. fleshiness in the ice cream when you have it like How cherry eat, yeah and yeah. violet's the same thing it, oh a child goes nuts over violet those little little johnny jump ups or mm-hmm. pansies looking at you in, in vanilla ice cream is it's a wonderful way to, to introduce a child to flowers and what you're eating is a natural sugar i mean it's not you know uh, mm-hmm. like eating cane sugar but it mm. it is a natural. It breaks down into uh, a natural and yeah. fiber. Well, we usually mm-hmm. just use you know maple syrup along with some fresh raw cream from the local dairy, and then throw in whatever fruit or flowers we have in the season, and make all kinds of interesting ice creams. <laughs> oh, you just put me back to when I. Oh my gosh, I lived lived in Phoenix for thirteen years, you know, and oh, that was yeah. my greatest time to learn about the desert and and. Uh, uh, there was a gang that used to come at night, John. Mm. They'd knock on the door at like 11.30 at night, and I'd open the door, and there'd be a, like a six-foot guy standing there <laughs> with a chain hanging from every part he can put it through. And he would say, ma'am, do you have one of those popsicles, <laughs> popsicles those rose petal popsicles? Oh, yes, I says, I'll give it to you if you promise me not to knock on my door after 10 o'clock. <laughs> and after a while, they stopped, you know, but they'd come before them. Yeah. So that's truth, honestly. I could write a book just about those years out there. Well, since you brought us to the desert, let's talk about prickly pear. Okay. What would you like to hear about prickly pear? Let's see. Oh, gosh, I could go on an hour on it. It's, um, go right ahead. It's, you got time. It's, Nobody's, ta- okay. Nobody's telling it's, us. It, it saved my life when I had um, a sunburn on mm-hmm. a desert walk because um, uh, you could, you could uh, you know, cut it in half, fillet it, like, you know. And then and and wipe your arms and face and and the side of your oh so boy did that feel good it was like putting aloe on off. you know you're taking that prickly pear not the fruit but the cactus not the part. fruit the pad itself and mm-hmm. and, and, and you're and handling that it with gloves or something and cutting it in half or yeah you just it, like you're it's prickly right but mm-hmm. I always carried tongs mm-hmm. and a long knife in a sheath you know mm-hmm. and it wasn't to be funny. Mm-hmm. It was really on my desert walk that it was vital. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was very, very simple. 
to cut the edges off to lay it down on a, you didn't have a board, but you'd have a rock. You lay it down on a rock and, and you'd um, score the edges off and um, you could fillet oh. that in half. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. and you, 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 could, you could take enough needles off so that you could handle it with your knife and you could wrap it around your, your arms and, and actually, oh man, that really felt so good. I mean, it just, cause I was burning to a crisp out there. And then, and, and what about taking that same pad? Can you, can you, can you fry that up or something? Can you, you not only can, but there's rules with a prickly pear. Mm-hmm. Now a wild prickly pear growing on the desert, they pick up salt. Mm-hmm. So you have to be really careful. We had a little uh, a rule there on our walks. You'd poke it with your knife, and then you would taste it. And if it was really... I'm, I'm sorry, this oh, okay, okay, that's what that faces. If it was really um, salty, you could taste that immediately. It was like putting your knife in salt shaker. Mm-hmm. You can taste how much salt's in there by having a little piece of it, um, just by poking your knife in. So we always did that. And, and always, always only took young ones, not older ones. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have um, broken your finger, I know this sounds crazy, but if you have or anything like that on an appendage, you can literally make a cast really fast oh. within 10 or 15 minutes at 100 degrees. You can. Because that pad will meld to the shape that you wrap your finger in. Really? Oh, absolutely. We've done that. Yep. And then you wrap it with something and hold it or, or take yep. it to the emergency room? A- any way you can do it, if you've got a bandana or something like that. In 20 minutes or so, that will be like cardboard on your finger. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, the native natives used to, well, I expect they still do, on some of the reservations, uh, use prickly pear on especially small appendages, okay. children and stuff like that, because it'll make a, um, a cast real fast. But and then if and, you, and if you found that, but going back to eating it, if you found the uh, non-salty ones, you could just saute that or something. Oh, oh yes. Okay. You, you, you'd have to t- pretend like you have a, a fish there, as I was saying, and fillet it on both sides. Got it. Take, got it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and then the fruit too. I mean, one has this fruit. And you oh, can... that fruit. Oh, but now here again, people would drink so much of the sun tea. I just take the fruit and not bother to go through all the taking you know, all the little horrible little cactus spurs off of it and stuff, I would literally um, cut them in half, two, three sections, and just throw them in. And then I would strain uh-huh. the sun tea very well. I'd uh-huh. put it through cheesecloth just so that little hairs or nothing would get to the people, you know. Right, right, right. And, uh, but they drink too much of it, uh, and that will lower blood sugar. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Uh, prickly pear in excess will lower blood sugar, make you so dizzy when you go to stand up, you're like, ooh, ooh. So you have to be cautious with that. I put the cautions in the book with the various different things. Don't go in excess with the uh, with the buds. But you, you can know. make some jelly with it. Yeah. And that won't hurt you. Yeah, you can buy I've that got in some the in airport. My fridge. I bought some, exactly. I yeah. bought some in Arizona. <laughs> I bought some in Arizona at a farmer's market when I was down yeah, there. Yeah, that's what we tell. And they sell them. Mm-hmm. They sell the buds. Oh, you did buy the. Uh, I bought the gel. I bought the gel. It was actually like prickly pear uh, cactus butter. You know, it was like an apple butter. Oh, but that's delicious! It was so good. I've got it in the fridge oh. now. We've been eating it and eating it, and so we're almost out of it. <laughs> oh, that's so good. My mother-in-law is <laughs> down in Arizona, so every once in a while we get down there. So. Well, go on our website. Uh, well, I don't want to 
you know, we'll be advertising. Oh, no, go like that, but, <laughs> but do go on, because we will have, there's a whole newsletter on that. See, when you go on the, and you put your name, that's all you need, right. your first name, and your email. email right. That's all you need. Right. And we, we're not interested in, in anything but that. That will automatically come to you every month mm-hmm. through uh, one of those services, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not sitting there. Did, did, didn't you in. just feature a cactus in there, or? We just that? did Choya. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. And the reason funny. why I did that was, oh my gosh, I did that because so many people fear the cactus, and and you know, John, there's enough cactus between California and Arizona, survival-wise, for instance, for people to to live completely. Sorry, the dogs oh, barking. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, for people to live a hundred percent off. Those cactuses, it's a wild statement to make, but the nutrition in them, the amount of um, calcium and the amount of liquid, Mm -hmm. that's what kept the hohokam alive. The hohokam were were your, uh, you know, um, 400-year-old cave people out there. Mm -hmm. And they they made pits in the ground, and they would throw in the choya. That's a type of cactus. yeah, on the uh, and it's it's the one that's the most of, and it's mm-hmm. all the way on the west coast, all the way over, solid. If you take the 150 mile run on that highway, all you see is Choya and prickly pear. And um, but what you do see is food. Right. And I I won't go into great detail um, about it because we have a lot of material on it that you can it, my my deck of cards mm. um tell you what to do with it. That's a, that's a survival deck that goes with the Book Everybody's going to be getting their wild cards out after listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, there it is. What about tumbleweed? If I'm in the desert, I'm oh tumbleweed. tumbleweed. Oh my my, that's in the field guide because mm. that's probably one of the best vegetables there is. Really? Oh yeah. In fact, is I won't quote the ice cream company, but I actually had one at the door once that wanted me to make wanted me to work with them to make and I said what you must be kidding I mean who is going to eat tumbleweed ice cream uh, but they were going to do it as a like gimmick right but you could do it <laughs> yeah um it, we made flour out of it made tumbleweed muffins all the time um just the whole plant a, I mean you have to be very careful because it is prickly and you right. don't want to be eating that off the bush right. you can choke and carry on and, and, and get a piece in your throat and right. be real sorry so we teach people how to shear one a nice green luscious in the spring tumbleweed. Um, you can take those little extensions that come out at first there, and you can you can um, make flour very easily by throwing it all in a box and then just grinding it. That's mm. the easiest way. Seeds and all, there's little flowers on mm. them. Flour, seeds and all will give mm. you a tremendous amount of nutrition. Wow. Let's see. Let me see what's in there. Um, real quick, because I've actually forgotten. I know it was good enough that they wanted me to to do a. Oh, I ripped it out. <laughs> always, this is my sample book. When people come, somebody asked me about tumbleweed. I'm sorry, I ripped it right out, John. It's not in this. It's ripped right out. We made bread out of it. We made well, um, I've got the pine vegetable. needle tea. I've got the pine needle tea version of the book here in the, in the nutritional charts open. And and tumble. We have a tumbleweed seeds, tumbleweed shoots, and um, yeah, that's what I ripped out. Super what, what, what? high in calcium, really okay. high in calcium, really high in potassium. Yeah, 
And um, I mean, it would be a real survival. The shoots are super high in beta carotene. I mean, mm-hmm. thirty-five hundred mm-hmm. units uh, per yep. serving. I mean, gosh, this is off the charts. Yeah. And oh, I know. And, and the shoots are sixty <laughs> sixty grams of water in there per cup. Uh, so. And 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 not only that, but but one tumbleweed is your family's vegetable. There, like um, like one um, um, lamb squatters might be for right. a family back east here. I mean, it's it's literally everywhere. Right, and and, and that's before it goes and tumbles. Cause yeah, that time because when it dries out, it dries <laughs> out and it rips out of the ground and off it goes. We're not talking about you know car. the western film picking up oh. the, the tumbling. <laughs> oh, I was oh I was hours getting them out from under my car one time. I had a whole batch of them hit me in a storm one time, went underneath the car, mm-hmm. and it'll grind right to a halt. And you got all these tumbleweed up there. Oh dear. And for our desert anyway, listeners, I didn't like it then. And for our desert <laughs> listeners in the book, there's also info on Suaro. For those who are in the Phoenix area, um, but now that's know. more trouble than a, uh, I mean, that's yeah, fun to do, but you're not going to survive very long <laughs> out there just whacking off a few of them. I mean, I think it's great that the that the uh, trucks still do that, and they do it as a sort of like we might go out and pick raspberries with our kids once or twice, you know. My mother-in-law's got one right outside her, uh, right outside her back fence or her backyard in her little alleyway. Is uh, so she's oh. right behind her pool's got this big old hundred, you know, year old saguaro. Oh, that's I know they're they're like monuments. No, oh, the beautiful. They're monuments to the west. That was the first they... time recently uh, on my trip down there in Arizona. This is my first time down there this year, and first time I ever saw one of those up close in real life. I was like, wow, this. Oh, is... you can use the needles to sew with. Oh, there you go. Oh my gosh, yeah, we we actually did that. Mm. Um there there there's um things that you can use the stays for, of course, uh, you know, the the uh uh what what would be left if it dried up. Mm. You have all these wood um real tall stays we call mm. them. Mm-hmm. And um, they could they could be used for a thousand things. We would just find one that had already fallen over or dried up and we'd tie those uh wood things together because you don't have wood out there like you do back east mm-hmm. so we tie them together with um um bungee cords and stuff and that's what we would use to whack the fruit off because oh. it's like sometimes they're like 30 feet high wow yeah but My you could goodness. use old stays to do that with mm-hmm. so if you, or for firewood mm-hmm. a few more here you know since uh we'll leave the desert or we're still in dry areas you see milkweed right i mean uh no do not you can see it but yeah. don't eat it it's too strong. Too strong. Uh, I really did the foraging rule through it because I had a feeling mm-hmm. that that milk in there might have too much uh, uh, nitrates up out of that desert. And by gosh, it did. It was not only salty, but um, it tastes... Ugh, don't do it. Now, this is really say. interesting. So here you are saying, okay, here's a same, here's milkweed plant and desert. I'm like, nope, this, I did, you did the rule. Didn't just take it for granted that you could just no. do it. But then, nope. but if you're in New Jersey or New York, what about oh, milkweed? Well, I mean, anything past the desert when you get to where the soil is actually soil. If you're on sandy soil, sand, mm-hmm. then you've got, then you got nitrates, you got salt. Like unbelievable, and it pulls up into the grasses to the whatever. Right. And so you've got to be aware of that, and you 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 find it out real quickly because you you realize, you know, if you're testing the cactus, for instance, how, how really salty they can be. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, be careful. And um, certain things like early spring sow thistle, mm-hmm. you can eat all you want. Quartz mm-hmm. and quartz and quartz. That that was my breakfast. I'd go down a, a certain field down there and the dew would be on it. And, oh, it was beautiful. And now you can hardly find that a lot out here. I found one in the crack of um, an agway the other day out in their nursery part, and I flipped. The guy thought it was nuts, too. I said, oh, can I have this? I need to press this. Uh, so we take a good photograph of this for mm-hmm. my next book. I'm going to be doing another book. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, sow thistle is hard to find out here, and I wanted a close-up, real mm-hmm. careful to show you that sow's ear coming off right. the side. But out west, they're everywhere. They're just uh, And they're crispy like lettuce. They're wonderful. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. You could eat all you want of the thistles as they come up early. Well, I mean, I mean, is there? You know, I always wonder about the thistles because they come up and they just the, the prickliness. I mean, is it is it worth that? Uh, what do you peel back the? the oh, the, listen, you know, milk thistle. Oh, <laughs> it's Philly Marin, and it's it's um, mother's milk they call it, mm-hmm. and um, it's the Philly Marin that you buy in your health food shop for your circulatory system, oh. and also it cleans your liver out, mm-hmm. and. Um, Oh, we just had a blast with that. The leaves can get up two feet long, longer than that even, and um, they are prickly. They are like you could knit with the um, things coming off the ends. They're, they're really tough. And um, so we'd take a pair of scissors, and we would trim the leaf. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take very long. And you trim it, and then you just eat the rest of it. We'd cut it up and stew it up. And, um, trim the, the prickly edges off the leaf. Sure. Just take a pair of scissors. Right. Makes it real easy. So this is a so, new twist. Everyone says, oh, you know, milk thistle seeds, and you do that. But you're oh, here, no, no. You're, you're here taking One plant will do a whole family. Is that any right? thistle or just milk thistle? Any thistle is edible. And you, and you cut off your... the, the, mm-hmm. the edges. And what about yep. the prickly stalk? Do you just peel it back? I just peel it back like celery. Oh, my and, goodness. Uh, yeah, we use, we use sour cream dip and everything with uh, thistle stems. They're wonderful. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they're sweeter than celery. How do you yeah, prepare really the good. stems then? Are you are you, are you, are you the, prepare the thistle? Yeah, well, well, after you after you get the, the I mean, yes, yeah, sorry, the, the when when we get the celery part, when we take that stalk and we cut it back and we get that middle part, well, what are you just eating it raw? Any 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 way that you would um yeah, any way that you would a a a celery stem. In other words, we we literally, you know, cut them into little little three-inch things so that you can dip them and just chew them down like oh. you would a celery. You can put them in soup. Um, you can do the thistle root in soup. You can also French fry the thistle root. Um, if I'm on a hillside somewhere or there's a hill around, I will always take the thistles that are on the hill because mm-hmm. they're easier to come out. They can have really big, long roots. And they'll snap off and, and regrow if you uh, snap it off in, in, in a regular, you know, uh, dirt mm-hmm. floor. But mm-hmm. if you're on a, a hill side, um, that's the time to um, pull plants actually up. They will come up a lot easier uh-huh. if they're growing at an angle like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of fun. Okay. And I always eat the fluff on the top, the, the, the whatever the fluff is, whether it be yellow or purple, all thistle fluff is the same kind of thing as eating dandelion fluff. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't mean the, the, the old that blows away. I'm talking about the actual, you know, food part, mm-hmm. I call it, where you pull it out of the center of that bulb. 
they serve that in Denmark and Sweden. You can you can buy thistle bulbs over there, like you buy really? um, lima beans here. Mm-hmm. And I've had people say to me, um, "I bought thistle buds just because I had heard from you that you could eat, and it, and, it, and they were they were good. They just boil them up like you would Brussels sprouts." No way! Just the buds yep, of the flowering they thistles. They grow them. They take the young ends. Right. You know, uh, not. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, is when they harvest them. And you know what? They continue their crop because mm-hmm. they can probably get three cuttings in a season mm-hmm. because it keeps going to seed. That is cool. You're now, see, I'm asking all the questions. That's the way to save well, money. I do walk with thinking people. thinking of what plants, right. Oh, don't get me going. I'm getting, I'm getting, you know, so I'm asking a lot of questions even when I'm doing, like, walks with people of things I've always wondered. Like, you know, like, I see the thistle. Like, I know you can eat it, but I don't know how. You know, I always say that, and yeah. now I know how. I'm going to try well, it now. I wish I was much younger like yourself, John, because really, we, at one time, Channel 3 in New York, after People Magazine did an article on me back in, what was it, 87 or something, uh-huh, uh-huh. or 82, I don't even remember, And um, but they wanted me to do a cook show in New York, and I had bad shoulders from chopping too much wood, and I knew I couldn't <laughs> handle pots all day long, and, oh, and, yeah. and, and oh, yeah. no way could I do that. So I, I refused. I'm thinking somebody should be doing that. Do you realize how quickly the television audience would generate to somebody doing that right uh, i pray that that my stuff someday i really pray that somebody will take it and do that with right right uh just a simple 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 lawn plant well we're we're okay. doing you know we're we're getting there on herb mentor like my goal is uh um a series i want to do next year is similar to that where i'll just go one plant at a time of little two minute videos that we can stick on youtube or something Oh, there we go. You know, mm-hmm. that's the that's the modern generation. Forget about TV. Yeah. Everyone's watching yeah. on YouTube. So I mean, well, that's why I did that DVD. And believe me, fifty-two hours. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. I know. I just I had sworn I would never. Poor Eric. I swore I would never ever do one. Well, he's got several more DVDs because this DVD is only three hours. So he's got another it's forty-nine three hours. Three hours long. You'll never sit through the whole thing. Uh, but you can you can gear it when you go on the. He he used a little dandelion as your pointer. Yeah, that's awesome. So you can yeah you can point to drawing or this or that or whatever you know and, and, ask, and get to can I see a yeah. question about um since we were talking about like you know okay you said okay you can use all the thistles this way and all now now a question I get all the time when I'm teaching dandelion out in the field is and because uh, the main thing I'll always do when I'm showing dandelion is saying okay this is a lookalike called you know the cat's ear or the 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 right the one. And, right um and I always get the question too like can we use that in the same way. And and my answer is well, yeah, well, but it's not in it, there. I mean, you don't have the nutrients. You don't have them. It won't hurt you. But you don't hurt you exactly. It doesn't have quite the same nutrients, and also, why? I mean, the, the texture is all fuzzy. I ate it for years and never knew the difference. You know, I was just so oh. damn dirty when I hit the woods. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, it's I, a little hairy, yeah, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, boy, we learn. <laughs> oh, John, <laughs> you didn't have the books that we have now. I can go get a million. I have your book now. Well, I no, I listen. I couldn't find anything. I think I had one. Oh gosh, I can't even remember. Back in '72, Yule Gibbons. That was that was. Oh right. They 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 wanted to take my field guide mm-hmm. in New York and make that into the next Yule Gibbons, but I I couldn't handle. I still can't. 
Okay, uh, the the back and forthness going on for years to mm-hmm. get one of those things done. Right. I mean, I was just I pulled out finally after four and a half years, and I won't tell you who the publisher was. Right, right. And uh, I just can't handle it. So I work with Eric's girlfriend. She's a really good editor, mm-hmm. and we'll be working on this next book. And um, as hard as it's going to be, it'll be my next six months probably to, so to get you, it done and get it out what there. What is that next book? Tell me about this next. Book. Well. Uh, because I, I take this thing so seriously as a possibility for people to save so much money, I kept building these wild food identification walks. Mm-hmm. And I, I built them years ago all the way up to the, the latest one was in New Jersey here, uh, receiving busloads of people already. And I had to pull out because it's too much maintenance for one little lady in her 70s. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And you can't find the dedication, you know, of people to take care of it. If I were an organization like Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, it could be done. So I, I did put a walk in for um, just your common everyday weed plants on my deck of cards, uh, except for the cactuses and the trees, um, I, for a, a children's school. And um, those kids, boy, they dedicated themselves to watering anyway. They were wonderful. They watered the plants in pots. And also ate them. Mm-hmm. So that every time they go by, they eat the spearmint or the mint or the, you know, that type of plant. And the serious botanical kids would go for the yarrow as mm-hmm. a stimulant or the plantain for bug bites. And it's just like mowing your lawn. It mm-hmm. just keeps growing. The more the kids would take it, the more it would grow. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself how easy it would be to show the world, quote unquote, seriously, their free food. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it can be extremely simple or very, very complicated, <laughs> any way you want to do it. I mean, you can you can put gravel on the sides and then not be able to push the wheelchair like I did once. I mean, these are kind of hints that you'll get out of my book. I mean, you can't, you know, there's some mistakes I made that were quite bad. And um, like um, uh, red ants, okay, red ants coming through the sidewalk cracks and then the mother's put their children in strollers and then they get all carried away talking about the plants and on the walk and the child gets bit by the red ant <laughs> so you got to know all this stuff if you're going to do it out west you got to know about the red ants and how much water and all this kind of stuff and if you're going to do it back east here you you better read the chapters on like for instance how fast milkweed can take over the whole plot and pop up six feet away so you have to really make it easy on yourself and you you cut your hole your two by two section or whatever you're doing mm-hmm. and you sheet metal it or you black paper it real heavy mm-hmm. and then you put the dirt back in and then you just grab a couple milkweed things and stick them in they'll grow so they'll fill that hole they'll fill then. the whole thing up yeah so we're, but then, then we're, they won't get out of there <laughs> I, I think this is gonna be a really great book for a lot of our members because what happens what what, what what they find is that um sometimes they you know, it's interesting. I take it for granted because I have a lawn full of, you know, wonderful dandelions. It's all on corn, your lawn. But, yeah. But, uh, but it's a lot of people, they live in areas where that's all been, you know, depleted and it's not there anymore. And so they have to mm-hmm. literally like, you know, like, I can't find dandelions, you know. And I'm just like, oh. So, so I think that there, you'll be surprised. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to be excited to see this book um, <laughs> to actually be able to bring these these wonderful plants, nutritious plants, to their yards because um, even if they have them growing in the wild around them, here's the thing. 
Um, there's often for a lot of people, uh, especially when they're new at it, and you know this, I'm just presencing yeah. this because, yeah. you know, you've a lot of people listening here who haven't heard you say it, is that... Well, it's agriculture it, all over again, Well, John. it's also, there's some, you know, the fear of wild plants when people are starting uh, out. And, and that's one of the things, you know, we do on Herb Manager when we're taking one herb at a time. But still, mm-hmm. some people are like, I'm not too sure if I really want to go out there and pick that, you know, dandelion or, or pick that... Well, why thing. not grow it by a seed? Exactly. Why not, why so, not, why not beep up Richter's, which I just found not too long ago and now i have uh, uh window boxes just crammed full of fields these are window boxes this this will be the tail end of the book this this yeah. i'm working on now with the research going mm-hmm. i've eaten 25 meals or more just out of a couple of window boxes so far in front of many people here in this uh in this uh, place that i'm living in a in a uh in new jersey and um it's for elderly uh, retired people and uh, believe it or not, now everybody's tried just about a little curly dock uh, leaf, maybe an inch and a half, two inches. Mm-hmm. You just keep shearing it like you're mowing your lawn. Mm-hmm. And what you're getting is dandelions, curly dock, uh, chicory, uh, all these wonderful seeds that Richter's has. Right. And it's amazing. And, and, and just start small. Start with four, five, or six wild plants. You can be handicapped mm-hmm. and eat wild. You could be on the 30th or 50th floor in New York in a skyscraper and eat wild. It could change your life. So that's the the wrap-up for me. I probably will do nothing after that except, uh, you know, whatever I have to do. How old well, you're going to be hanging out and eating more things from your window boxes? Forever, as long as I'm alive. But it also takes away the fear of people too have about spraying when they don't know their area. Exactly. They don't know their park. They don't know, you know. And I get that too. And uh, to those people, I often say, "Oh, just go find like oh, I'm so lucky around here. I've got so many organic farms. I just go right. pick the weeds of the organic farms, you know, yeah. because because I know they're organic." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I did all that, and, and it's really, it's really, yeah, it's it's the answer for people that can get out and do that. But if they're and lucky everything. enough, but to I'm talking to a lot of handicapped and a lot of um, yeah. people that really do want to find uh, more nutrition and 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 feel like they can. Because years ago, we brought the stuff in tubs and stuck it down our cellar and ate from that cellar. Mm-hmm. We did. We ate dandelion stuff like that years ago in the woods back in the early seventies. And now it's as simple as throwing a bunch of seeds that grow prolifically mm-hmm. and just keep shearing it. And I want to see how much, um, um, whether or not I have to do any fertilization type thing. I'm just using potting soil. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I'm already finding quite a few things. There will be little hints that will help somebody through it. And um, um, I don't spray. And if I do have to for anything, any reason, maybe white flies out west if mm-hmm. I were doing it in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, I would uh, just use garlic and, let's see, garlic, dish soap, garlic, dish soap, and olive oil. Mm-hmm. And what you do is do a third, third, and a third, grind it all up in your food processor, and spray that on. And trust me, hmm. those white flies that can decimate young seedlings. They really did a job on my wild walks out there. Oh, my. Um, it will stop them. And the ones that do insist on staying on that leaf and eating it will slide right off with the uh, dish soap and the uh, uh, olive oil. Oh. And for you to eat that exhibit, it was as simple as rinsing it. That's oh. all we did. Wow. We'd rinse it and hand it out on our walks, you know, but we'd have to rinse it after we had sprayed it with that. But it would stop the bugs. Wow. This so, is just so a, you know, permaculture, mm-hmm. whatever, John. 
mm-hmm. um, th- they could really put in wild food walks and and have um, the public, uh, you know, really learn fast. Um, it's, exactly. it's it's an alternative food source. It's been here longer than humans have been here. <laughs> I read, I read, I read that the missing link had one seed in in inner that little female. You know, I just am giggling because I mean she had one seed, and of course they're trying to figure out what it was. Well, it's forty two million years old. We right. don't know what was here then, right. but I'll bet you anything it was a weed. Right, right, right. Bet you anything. Right. It's just a feeling I have. I, that she I'm was sure. eating the weed. Mm-hmm. I just want to tell folks that um, you know that um, your your book and in, in, in DVD um, and your you know your book is uh, of course are you know people listening probably figure that that I pretty much buy uh, you know any any cool herbal book or wild food book that I see you know that I, that I'm like all right add it to the library <laughs> um, and <laughs> um, and yours is the one I refer to the most because. Um, you know, when you have something written by someone who's done it a long time, um, who really knows all these different creative angles. I mean, you're out there learn, you know, having to survive, and you thought of all these creative ways that pe- to use wild foods that you don't hear about. And and um, you know, and in your in your years and your wisdom, um, you know, I I you know just can't t- say enough. Yeah, but just what you've offered, I mean, you know, just everybody brought. doing it would have come to all you know all their own, and mm-hmm. they're, all of us have our own chain of. And that's a lesson there because that's exactly what I try to get across to folks is that, you know, you mm-hmm. just go out there and you do it and you get that confidence level up and you start working with things. And then it's endless. Like you said before, you could do it's a endless. whole two it's hours on cattail. You could do two mm-hmm. hours on dandelion. You could do a whole day workshop <laughs> on dandelion. I know. Well, I you say know, this will be my last book. It but. goes on and <laughs> on and on. And so it really is infinite. And so it's not really about, you know, it's not really about going and saying, okay, I want to get this book and that book and take this workshop and that workshop and try to learn no, everything I can. No. It's just like you I get mean, that introduction. <laughs> what vegetable you save in 10 bucks on, you know? Right. This, I mean, get it right down to the pocketbook, well, you, you just, know? You just, learn, you just learn that, yes, you can do something with dandelion, and then you can just learn a million things to and, do with and that. And it removes fear right. when you see right. food source everywhere you look. Right, right. It removes fear. I remember the fear I had when I hit the desert. I thought, well, that's over. I can't be teaching this anymore. Anymore. You, you then I'm more. seeing how much you can do with all these things. <laughs> oh, I know. Anywhere oh, you go, bye. there's. <laughs> There's I mean, plants. the better ones, they tell me the better ones get down off of camels. I mean, they, I, I know people now from everywhere over there. And my book went in six languages. Uh, one I did for the Kurdish uh, studies in New York. And there was a little book that you can't get, unfortunately. But mm. um, I could tell you where you could get the manuscript, the original manuscript. And um, But the Bedouins uh, answered uh, when that went out in Turkish and, and all the different languages over there. That, that, you know, they will get off a camel and take the time to get down and take crabgrass mm. off a clump, leaving the roots carefully, mm. putting that crabgrass in a side bag, take it home to their wife, who would there and mash, either mash it up or dry it the same way we did in the woods. It's just, it's all the same. Mm. It's all the same. When when the necessity hits you, you will figure it all out, mm. right? That's right. But why why not 
know it like the Bedouins have been 40,000 years doing the same thing or however they 40,000 years that mm-hmm. was a misquote there and, but and, and, uh, and, 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 you know <laughs> I don't know how old that civilization is but I, I was thrilled to hear that, that the, the crabgrass that's why I named my, that first book that you know oh, right, because right. yeah I mean it's like it's, it's back as long as uh, we know and uh, it doesn't have to be tried and proven anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, just make it easy and accessible to our very quick minds that mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. have it quick. You just got to yeah. get out and do it. <laughs> yeah, bend down. So, <laughs> and so. if you can't, throw the seeds in it. it I'm so excited to put this thing out, this next one. Well, we'll make sure we uh, feature that on the site, too, when that book comes out. Everyone's going to know when it comes out, because, of course... Oh, thank you so much. You're one of my my favorite herbal people out there, Linda. Well, you mine, John. And, and, you know, and so, folks, once again, you know, you can visit Linda online at ofthefield.com. That's like ofthefield.com. Sign up for that amazing PDF free newsletter. Um, Check out her book. Check out her DVDs and a lot of I mean, you can write me if you want. I'll send you a catalog. There's oh, an address and everything there. And Linda's there checking her email, so you can get to know her. And, and, and um, you know, and, and so please, you know, so love folks supporting supporting the herbalists that are out there. So go right to your site and check it out there. And, and that's Thank what's great. Thank you, John. Thank you so much. Oh, it's an honor to have you on again, Linda, and I really appreciate it. Can anybody get a copy uh, somehow of, of your radio show? Yeah. I well, ask, we, because, we, I, I mean, even truckers I know now that are... Uh, you have no idea. They're making their rest stops uh, and going and eating their lunch. Right, right. Um, I, I, honestly, and they they really are. There are wow. Well, what I, I do know. is I You'd eventually podcast it out on. Um, of course, we we have it. All what I do with these is they go first on herbmentor.com where we have the feature page and everything and people. And eventually, in time, it gets on a little feed where you can go on. Um, iTunes. Um, if you, if so, if any of us chugged it, probably have iPods, and they then they have to have a computer oh. hooked up to iTunes. If they type in Herb Mentor Radio into their iTunes um, search, I don't have any of these things. Um, so they they can know. get access to these. Yeah. So, so um, okay. And maybe no. I have HerbMentorRadio.com. Yeah. We'll, well, well, I'll check with you when we get off the line. Would you? Oh, I really appreciate I'll, that. I will, but but uh, don't hang up there. So I'm going to finish. I'm just going to finish up here. Okay. To say you know, one you know, once again, thanks a lot, Linda, for joining us today on Urban. Thank you very much. Thank okay, you. We'll see you again. I thanks, hope. John. All right. Bye. Herb Mentor Radio on HerbMentor.com is a production of LearningHerbs.com. Visit LearningHerbs.com for free herbal lessons, including Herb Mentor News, Home Remedy Secrets, and Supermarket Herbalism. You'll also find the Herbal Medicine Making Kit and our board game Wildcraft. Herb Mentor Radio. Copyright LearningHerbs.com. All rights reserved. Thanks so much for listening.